Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We have been talking about allegations of bullying in the HSE not being dealt with adequately, according to callers, all this week here on Lunchtime Live. And when this issue was first raised on the programme by a caller, I told you, the nurses and the frontline workers, that Lunchtime Live would show our support. And we've had a phenomenal response to this over the past number of days. Workers getting in touch every single day to share their experience. And yesterday we heard from the Sinn Féin TD and health uh, spokesperson David Cullinan on the programme. And he's so concerned about this that he's now going to raise this issue in the Dáil and at the Iraq This Health Committee. But we haven't heard from the health service executive. So where's the HSE? Where are they? Like, we've put a request in here from the programme every single day this week since we started talking about this particular issue on the show and asking for somebody from the HSE to come on the programme and to respond to the stories, to the experiences, to the various different accounts that so many of you callers have got in touch with this week. But there's been nobody available. Imagine, all week, there's no one available from the HSE from the very employer of the people who've been raising this issue, talking to us here on Lunchtime Live, there's no one available. No spokesperson has been available for the past number of days to talk to us here on the show. I did get a five-line statement that I brought to you uh, yesterday or the previous day, and we're still waiting on that response to the issue that David Cullinan raised on the programme yesterday about the um, length of time since the last management training course has taken place. We're still waiting to get that response. They're working on getting it. But there's no spokesperson available. There's nobody able to talk. There's no one free to take a few minutes from the relevant department to chat to us and to address you, the frontline workers, who've been talking about this issue for the past number of days. And I just don't think that's acceptable. I do not think it's good enough. So I'm saying to the HSE, now today, at exactly 10 past 12 here on Lunchtime Live, that I'll be here till two o'clock this afternoon and I'm only delighted to talk to you on the show and to put the questions raised by our listeners to you and hopefully you'll be able to answer them for them. 1800 453 106, that's the number if you want to give us a call. We'd love to chat. Phil Niedo, Phil's the General Secretary of the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation and Phil is with us on the programme. Phil, are you aware of the extent of these issues that have been raised here in the show all week. Um, good afternoon, Andrea. Uh, I haven't been listening to your show, um, but uh, I can give you a flavour of our experience in representing um, nurses uh, and midwives who uh, perceive that they've been bullied and also, uh, on some occasions, nurses and midwives who have been accused of that behaviour. So this goes back, I suppose, to... Um, the very early days of 2000 when we were the only union that had a bullying policy and um, that came about because uh, one of my predecessors, uh, a lady called Lenore Marvitska, had a, a keen interest in the area, had represented a lot of nurses and, and, and felt very strongly that this was the unwritten um, byline to a lot of nurses exiting um, their jobs. And from that, we conducted a number of surveys 
And as you know, code of practices have come through the WRC now that requires, and it is uh, a legal requirement that every employer has a policy. So the, the systems in general, workplaces have moved on. It is now a requirement in every single workplace that you have a policy which sets out how you will deal with this type of behaviour, what it, defining it, and also um, what should happen in the event that um, an investigation or an allegation is made requiring an investigation. So unfortunately, we, we spend a lot of time dealing with members who come to us um, with, uh, still, and I, I say the word unfortunately because I think it shouldn't exist. I mean, we have long said there should be zero tolerance in any workplace to this type of behaviour. We now have very good codes of practices. We have very good policies. Do but you feel them? One of the issues. Do, do, like, like, are the codes, are, like, are, are, are they actually that robust? Because from what I've been hearing all week here on the show from people, do you know what, actually, rather than me summarising it, take a listen to Barbara. She was one of the callers who got in touch with us this week. Now, I did report it officially in writing that I was being bullied. I never heard back. I did try to follow it through. Uh, I was told to, to uh, behave myself, more or less. It's happening all the time. And until nurses learn to stand together, nothing will ever be done. If you go to line management and you're, you're ignored or worse, that's the most awful feeling that you have nobody there. There's nobody to support you. And I know of a number of my colleagues who have retired early because of this. So if Barbara, who's not the only person, by the way, Phil, who talked about this, um, about not hearing back, if these codes of practice, these procedures, these policies, if they're there, if they're working that well and they're so robust, how come Barbara and many others are getting in touch to say, never heard back? No one got well, back to them. They should, of course, that shouldn't be the case. What I'm saying is when you're a member of a trade union and you come to your trade union, my, my strong advice to any nurse listening to this is if you experience uh, no response or indeed if a manager when you raise an issue of this significance says anything to you that you don't accept come to your union and we'll deal with it we deal with it every single day of the week and that's what I mean when I say we have worked very hard to make sure that the HSE and other health sector employers have policies and when they have policies they have to abide by them it's not a one-way street I have recently represented quite a large number of nurses in one particular employment where their employer was very slow to respond. So what we did in that instance was we referred the tardiness of the employer as a grievance in itself to the Workplace Relations Commission, and we had a good outcome. And then, following on from that, we took personal injury cases for um, the nurses that were involved. So that's what we'll do if nurses come to okay, us. And the employer is obliged to deal with any allegation. And investigated, if that's the case, if, if it warrants investigation, we have focused with the HSE in, 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 in our negotiations on policy to, to try and change the culture. Because there's no, in our view, it's not a win when we get an, uh, an outcome that says, yes, your allegation has been upheld. Because in this instance, that means in many cases that I have dealt with, that nurses are destroyed, that their lives are destroyed, that their work working life has ended, and that is an awful situation. So you heard Barbara so mention there a few moments ago that, like she and, and, and others I'm, she I'm knows, have retired. Absolutely, left because the head of this. The reason we we have sought robust policies is because people should not be retiring uh, on the basis of behaviour at work. Okay. Now, the, the, what 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 I can say to you as well is, we in conjunction with two universities, there's a lot of work done in this area. 
But it is not a coincidence that you have a higher incident in hospitals or in institutions because all of the research tells us that when you have hierarchical structures of management, unfortunately, um, the incidences of bullying and okay. bullying-like behaviour increase. Now, what we have done, and I think what we've done successfully, is we have said to the HSE that they, they have to train their staff and we insisted that the training be outsourced and um, a very good training course for, for newly appointed managers um, was agreed. And actually, the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre mm. were the company who provided the training. When, and when very did good that training. last take place, Phil? 2016. Now, the, the issue that um, So there's been arisen, no training since 2016 because David Cullen now no, the health no, there has, no, there has been training, but there hasn't been sufficient training. So the HSE are obliged to survey their staff every year. And this is called, this is um, um, uh, um, an ongoing yearly survey. We've insisted that they put certain questions into that survey. And this is not just nurses, obviously. This is right across the healthcare workforce. And their last survey, which was uh, conducted in 2021, um, indicates that only 58% of the acute hospital staff have been trained in their own policy, in the dignity at work policy. Now, we believe that this is something that should be mandatory training. In other words, why isn't it? Exactly. Why isn't it? But so sorry, but, sorry, but, but Phil, just just to go back there, because I just want to be very clear about this, because David Cullinan raised this issue about management training here in the show yesterday and said to the best of his knowledge that it hadn't happened. He said he thought since 2015, we've put that query into the HSE. Of course, still no response from them about that since yesterday afternoon. So you're telling me that the last official management training programme within the HSE happened in 2016? No, I'm saying that there's ongoing training and they are obliged to provide ongoing training. But is that sufficient ongoing, ongoing training? training? Is it satisfa- Is it adequate training? Like, well, the, oh, if, if the training on the dignity at work policy is undertaken by staff, they, they certainly, our members tell us that it is good training. The problem is when you work in an environment like they're currently working in, think about this for a minute, you're working in an overcrowded hospital, you're working short, mm. and then there's training. And your employer won't release you for that training because they're too busy and they can't release you, particularly if you are a frontline worker. So we're arguing that that training must be mandatory and you must get time off from your job to attend it. And it has to be given that level of priority by the employer. Otherwise, it'll always be second fiddle to the absolute craziness that is the delivery of uh, at this um, service yeah. right now because it's constantly, okay. constantly, constantly frank. So where we're, but, where we're at today, Phil, because I, I want to talk to the, to the frontline workers, to the nurses who have been getting in touch with us in their droves over the past number of days to talk about the, their experience and their instances of bullying. And I t- totally accept that that's what allegations are. They're that, they're allegations and they need to be looked at um, and 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 to, to try and ascertain if you know if, if there was um, bullying or, or a complaint involved. But the problem that most of the people have is that they feel it just wasn't dealt with adequately. So yeah, like, well, and again, I'll repeat: uh, we spend a lot of time. We train our staff. We do rep courses for all nurses who are who are, and midwives who are representatives in the workplace. If there is a situation where it wasn't adequately dealt with and you did not feel that you were listened to, come to your trade union, come to the INMO if you're a nurse and the other trade unions right across the health service will deal with it in the same way. And we will make sure 
that your issue is raised in accordance with the procedure which your employer has to deal with. It is not an option for an employer to turn around and say, oh, sure, look, it's tough, but she, di- she probably didn't mean to say that or he probably didn't mean to say that. That's not how it works anymore. You are obliged as an employer to listen and to take on board any allegation and to deal with it having the procedural which is which is an agreed procedure to deal with it now um i think the 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 issue i'm 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 raising here is that's one issue the second issue is our view is the culture has to change and we surveyed members in 2010 and 2014 Um, we did that specifically because we saw a trend that the incidences of these allegations were increasing. Mm. All the and emails talk the, about the culture here, all of them in the last few days. Everyone's yes, talking and, about and, this culture. And, and culture can be influenced, unfortunately, by what's happening at the time. So we know, and the research which was undertaken by the NUI in Galway Forest found that because of the recession and because of um, you know cutbacks and moratoriums, the incidences of bullying increased and the incidences of allegation and bullying-like behaviour increased. And we're finding that when a service is stretched, when people are asked to do more than is humanly possible or actually humanly acceptable in some instances, that these types of behaviours and these types of allegations increase. So undoubtedly, the, the culture has to change. Yeah. Okay. The culture has to change by, because we have to understand that when you go to work, it is not simply always about, you know, the the um, the top down targets and the and the and the. No, and you shouldn't you know, be going it, to work in fear of your line manager or in fear of the the clique that has developed between, you know, the, the the former staff member who's now a line manager but still pally with the rest of the people on the team. And yeah, and these in, are the in, stories in that we're hearing about. In our experience, it's not all top down. There is horizontal. Um, yeah. Oh no, and I'm not. Uh, I, I, I fully, fully, well. fully accept that. So, okay. So, Phil, so, so where, where, where we're at at the moment, right now, you're telling nurses today that if they're not happy with the response that they've had to their allegation, get on to you, the INMO, um, and and you're there to support them and and to listen to them. Um, you know, with no, we're 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 there to represent them in the event that 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 is what they wish to do to pursue their grievance. We'll support them. We have, we have um, counselling lines, we have um, um, free counselling lines and also we will pursue personal injury claims if their employer hasn't okay. dealt with the issue properly. What about the people who've got in touch this week? And I have to put this to you, Phil, who just feel that the INMO and the union are not fighting hard enough for them. I mean, some people have been on well, the show this week and said that they think the union is weak. Well, I'm very happy to hear that directly from them. But I haven't, uh, anybody that I have represented or that my colleagues have represented, I have to be honest and say that they have come to us and said, only for you. And I I, I had a conversation with one of them this morning, actually. And again, she repeated it, only for you and only for the union. I don't know what I would have done. And and, and to the the current, just to get as the the general secretary of the the union, the body representing nurses and, and midwives around the country, 
when you look at the the five lines that I got from the HSE uh, this week, the response, the email from them that, you know, any allegation regarding bullying and harassment is taken seriously. The dignity of workers is of the utmost important. Disciplinary matters are managed at local level and, um, you know, the investigation that affords people the complainant and the person about who the complaint has been made to have fair and due process. Are you satisfied with the procedures that are in place? Well, I think the policy, the dignity at work policy is, is is a policy that is agreed between the trade unions and the employer. It is a robust policy. What I'm not satisfied with is that, the, it, it, as I said earlier, investigation is only half the story. There is no point having a good policy on how you investigate. What we want is we want zero tolerance and we don't want the incidences occurring in the first place because the consequences for people of bullying oh, I have huge. witnessed firsthand. And I have witnessed people attempting to take their own lives. I have witnessed people resigning their jobs. I have witnessed people who come to us saying this has happened to them, where their relationships have been affected. Mm. Uh, I can, I can keep going and give you I a know. long list. It is simply unacceptable that any, any efforts to prevent this culture and to change this culture okay. should be considered secondary. That's why we're saying that uh, having a, a known fact now, the HSE have surveyed all their staff right across. It's not just nurses, mm. obviously. Uh, it's all of the staff that are implied. And only 58% of them in the acute hospital are saying that they're trained. It's totally, totally unacceptable. Uh, no, no question about it. Uh, General Secretary of the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation, Phil Nier. Phil, thank you for, uh, for joining us in the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Yeah, well, we've heard the INMO response there to um, this story we've been covering all week on Lunchtime Live about bullying allegations, people feeling that they're not being dealt with adequately uh, within the health service. Uh, we have asked the HSC again today if they'd like to chat to us about this on the programme. Uh, this texter says, how can um, anybody in the nursing profession expect mandatory training with time off while they're saying that there's no staff as it is? Yeah, I totally accept that, but this is an ongoing issue. I mean, like mandatory training at some point, surely during the year, a week can be made available to free up staff in the quieter period, albeit. But, like, you have to have staff trained to deal with this. I mean, if this week has taught us nothing, just listening to the impact of this and the amount of people it's affecting, it's been incredible. Another listener's got in contact to say, I just want to, to ring in to support Phil Nier. I was very seriously bullied and I worked in the HSE all my life. I'm now in my early 60s and when I went about this particular issue, I got no support from the HSE. I want to stress that people should go to the union, the INMO. I got great support from them. It took years to get it sorted, but it was sorted in a satisfactory fashion. You just need to stick with it. Please don't give up, says this texter. Uh, Marie has gotten in contact with us because Marie... You've had an experience now of this too. You got in touch to talk about it, but you were listening to the INMO there a few moments ago. I mean, does it make you feel any better? Do you think that things, there, there is support there for people? Well, actually, I'm delighted to hear Phil, Phil Nihil speaking about that. It's 20 years ago since I had an issue with bullying and it went on for a number of years. But um, I don't know that anything has changed. The talk about the dignity at work policy and like we have fantastic policies in the HSE. Um, they do what they're supposed to do. Like if a patient falls out of bed, if a patient has a heart attack, if 
the place goes on fire. You have those policies, they're reference documents. Everybody has them on their desk. But when it comes to bullying, it's an extremely difficult area to deal with. And I don't know that anybody in listening over the last number of days that anybody has actually satisfied me in uh, progressing the issue of how you deal with bullying. And I think it needs to start at the, in the college. Like, I have done management courses, I've done counselling and everything, and I still couldn't deal with it. Because it is so insidious, it starts at a very gradual, a, ta- a look, a word. It starts so small, so gradual, and it builds up. And it just affects your life so much. Mm. But Phil hey, I'm delighted to see that they are addressing it. And there are issues with bullies and there's address, addresses or issues with those that are bullied. And they need to be addressed. It needs to be, um, it needs to be tackled. Yeah. And it is an abuse of staff. It is actually an abuse of staff. And it has a horrendous effect. And I spoke to your researcher and I said, I was fortunate. I'm a strong person. I was able to not deal with it because it affected me. It affected my life. It affected my children. It affected my career. But I was able to stick it out um, for the number of years and then I retired. But not everybody's like that. I do agency now on the periphery. I don't take responsibility. I'm an agency nurse. I don't take responsibility. But I see it still happening. I see it still happening. That someone thinks it's okay to belittle somebody in front of colleagues or to undermine them or, as I say, it's insidious. And Marie, out of curiosity, did, did you take retirement over the, over the head of what happened in your case or, or was it you, you just had reached, reti- you were taking retirement anyway? Because it's one of the things, that's been raised a lot by people, you know, on the show this week, leaving early. No, I, I actually had, reti- I had reached retirement age. I was, like, this started in 2001 and 2002 where, where my manager encouraged me to apply for a position. I took up the position in a HR position and then he began to undermine me. And like I said, it was in cities. It started, I didn't realise it. And it got to the stage where when I was sitting in the office, he was saying, why aren't you out doing your job? And when I was out doing my job, he was ringing me. It affected my sleeping. It affected, it affected everything about it. He undermined me. And it came to Christmas where there was an issue with staffing on the, like I was doing the HR, so I was doing rosters and everything like that. And um, he changed the roster without consulting with me. And I said to him, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to support me in this job or I'm going to end up in St. Pat's. And in the afternoon, instead of saying, taking me aside and saying, look, where can we assist you or is there something we can do for you? He actually upped the ante and I realized I'm in big trouble here. And I actually, <clears throat> I reported, and I was very fortunate that I reported to a director, and I reported, and um, I had applied for a promotional post. I actually got the promotion. I looked for a reference, and when I looked for the reference, he refused to give the reference because he said I wasn't doing my job. So then the unions, I had spoken to the unions about this. They had not got, got involved. And I actually, we had a meeting with the union and management. Management circled him. They said, you know, like, and I, you do not know what I went through for months. And I'm sure um, the impact of that, Marie, as well, you know, when, like on your own personal life and your home life and yeah. your family every evening when you go home, this is, I'm yep. sure it's on your yep. mind and it's such a tough job as it yeah. is and shift work and... Yeah. No, and I love my work. I absolutely mm. love my work. I loved working with people. I love the HR side of it. I absolutely loved it. But I reported, there was a meeting, um, 
then I, I got my promotion and I went under supervision, under probation for five months, for six months. And I was to have a supervisor. And the supervisor that was appointed to me was his best friend. And he had been best man for him the year previous. And after five months, my director of nursing said, this, this is ridiculous. This is desperate. Carry on. But he couldn't appoint me until the six months, the six months were up. In the I, had six years, I had six years of bliss, working, uh, career pro- progression, blah, blah, blah. And then a younger man came in, got promotion, and it started again. The same thing. It started. Oh, it's because my history followed me. My history followed me. And they talk among themselves. And it followed me. And like my my leave was was questioned. I took leave of absence, and when I came back, my job, which was an assistant director of nursing, my job was I was told my job was gone, and I was offered a staff nurse's position on nights in a high support hostel. Like that's what went on, and they seemed to be able to get away with it. But I actually so, I was very fortunate. I said this to your searcher. I was working. Outside, I wasn't in an office all the time with, yeah. with my peers. I was working within a multidisciplinary team in the community. And we had a good working relationship. I had excellent staff working with me. I had a, an excellent team working with me. So I could distance myself from it. And I was fortunate. But not everybody is fortunate. No, and that's, that seems to be the, the point that's been made, Marie, even again here today. Like, here's another text that's come in to say, I left nursing. I left the HSE 10 years ago because of bullying. I worked abroad for seven years. I wouldn't want what happened to me to happen to anybody else. I've worked in the States, Australia and the UK and I had to give it up when I moved here. I went because I cared for patients but they took that away from, from you in Ireland. The person who was bullying again promoted. Another listener, I've also listened to Marie today. I went through this as well. Um, I got so upset thinking about it. It's ongoing for me and my physical and mental health has been so affected by it. I work in community services. You've given me the courage to talk up. It's very hard in the HSE to complain. I feel they have a way of fobbing you off and then turning it on you. I have found a good counsellor though and I'm attending privately. If it wasn't for her, I don't know where I'd be, says this listener. And wait till you hear this text now that's come in and it's an awful pity this message didn't come in when we were talking to Phil Nier. Your message regarding bullying in the hospitals is certainly being heard. My wife was back in work today to start her 13 and a half hour long shift. The nurses talking to each other before and after the handover this morning were discussing some of the issues brought up on Lunchtime Live and all were saying, wait till you hear this, all were saying that management have let it be known that it would not be looked unkindly. If anyone in there were to go on radio or elsewhere to highlight the stuff that goes on on a daily basis in the hospital among the staff. So I'm asking you to please keep up the good work highlighting this disgraceful behaviour. Like that is incredible. That if there's managers in hospitals over the past three to four days that have been listening to the issues highlighted here on News Talk, and they're telling staff that they're not in any way to communicate, not to raise issues, not to bring up any issues that have been happening, ongoing issues, wouldn't be looked unkindly. Like That is just incredible. We still haven't heard back, though, from the HSE. 
20 to 1. We're here till 2 o'clock. 1800 453 106. Though that's the number if you want to get in touch with us. Marie, thank you for, for joining us and sharing your story with us today. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. Though that's the email address if you want to contact us on the programme. You know, we might come back to this again because I, I did say at the start of the week we were going to support frontline workers and we will continue to do that here on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.